Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 52nd episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit them in store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yeah. Um, speaking of Meeples, we uh, we have to go down and pick up a whole whack of stuff. Yeah, there. it's fun when the when the pre-orders come in. It's almost yeah. like a Kickstarter where you're just like, oh, I ordered this so long ago. I, can't, I, know. I so almost great. forgot about it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that's finally and in. so many things have, have shown up. and I've Christmas already paid for them. Yay. And, know, that's always good. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do that this week because we are on vacation this week. And um, what else are we doing this week is our big annual holiday gaming meetup with all the Kelowna crew board gamers um hosted by aaron and quinton and brendan aaron yeah. um from boards alive everyone's probably aware of that but um <laughs> yeah every winter we get together during that kind of the holiday break and there's about mm, 20 of us or so yeah. give or take that uh get together and game for the entire day it's a lot of fun yeah i'm looking forward <laughs> to it there'll be chris Cadu, chris morris uh, those three guys, um, Scott and Kurt, and yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. Um, but speaking of Aaron, because we'll do some new to the collection here before we do the rest of the episode. The rest of the episode is going to be our rapid fire review episode of three other games. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I thought we would talk about some new to the collection because as I mentioned, uh, Aaron, um, I picked up a game from him a few weeks ago when he was doing one of his purges. This is a game that I really wanted to get my hands on, but um, just wasn't able to. Didn't get in on the Kickstarter, and it just wasn't available. But he was selling his copy, and that's Massive Darkness 2 Hellscape from Simon Games. Um, And designed by Alex uh, Altenu (laughs) and Marco Portugal. Um, So this is the sequel to... Uh, the very, very popular Massive Darkness from a few years ago. But uh, this one is, uh, I guess, quite different. So I never played the first one, but then I heard very good things about this one that they, because I guess there's some problems with the first one yeah. just in mechanics and whatnot that people wanted to see changed. And I guess they changed all that stuff Perfect. in this game. I love that. I love yeah. And so that. I guess they tightened all the screws and made it, um, <laughs> made it a much better, cleaner yeah. easier game to play and i guess everyone's really saying this one's uh just getting all the rage. quite a bit better than the original one yeah and that this one because i believe the first one was a campaign game okay whereas this one so this one is split into kind of two as i understand whereas the core box of massive darkness to hellscape is a kind of pick scenarios type of game pick some characters pick scenarios and go through it and each each scenario takes you about an hour or so to complete so you can just pick and choose what Mm -hmm. you want to do whereas there's an expansion for this called heaven fall heaven fall um that i believe is like an actual big campaign yeah so i'm kind of liking the idea of this one being that it's just kind of set up grab a scenario and grab some people and play it and, and put play it away through for an hour or <laughs> hour and a half or whatever yeah. it takes you to do and uh then you're done kind of nice because we have a ton of campaign games that we need to get yeah through. i know but this one i just heard so many so many good things about and this one's rated like 8.2 or something on uh bgg and um lots of 
lots of good word about it that yeah. I've been reading. So was really happy to get my hands on Massive Darkness 2 Hellscape. Nice. And hopefully we're going to play this game uh, this week. That'd be nice. <laughs> and hopefully have a review of at least a scenario or two about this game uh, this week would be great. Because, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. But we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> what else do we have? What, what do you got over there? All right. So mine out of the collection is Village Rails. That's designed by Matthew Dunstan and Brett J. Gilbert. Art by Joanna Rosa and published by Osprey Games. Mm-hmm. Village Rails. Yeah, we played this one uh, at Shucks. Yep. They did had a demo table and we played this one. And uh, in Village Rails, you'll be crisscrossing the fields of England with railway lines, connecting villages together and navigating the complex and ever-changing demands of rural communities. Meet the exacting standards of cantankerous locals planning strangely specific trips and weigh their demands against your limited funding. There is much to balance in this tricky tableau building card game of local Motives and local motives. <laughs> it's cute. I I enjoyed this one. Uh, it's uh, horrible at this game. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to playing it again because yeah. I don't think I was understanding things not. I think so too. And... There were a few things that were missing, and as the first play, those things yeah. and and plus when we were playing it there, it was kind of like a rapid teach and a rapid play great. because they're yeah, trying to get through as many people. Well. Yeah, but it's really cute. You're just it's a four by three grid that you're laying out, and you figure out you have to like purchase your uh your um route that you're doing so you're picking up a tile and purchasing it and then laying mm -hmm. it down and it's one of those where if you want the third one there's a say there are like five tiles laid out if you want the third one in you're gonna have to put one coin um on the first one yeah. and two coins on the second one and then you can take that third one um yeah. and then if you take if you take one of the um tiles that has a bunch of coins on it you get the coins so it's yeah. kind of like those gent tend to get left for a while and then somebody doesn't want the tile but they can't pass up the like six or seven dollars that are waiting on it yeah and i remember on the actual game board or on each of our game boards the tickets laid out in, yeah. the, in the grid so that if you want to start at this spot and there was a ticket that would dictate to you what you're trying to do mm -hmm. in that in that row and yeah, I was getting confused with it. But and you can you get to pick the tickets, and then you get to add kind of what bonus you want, so you kind of yeah. can choose what you want to go for. And it's really neat the way that the rail, uh, the way the railroads go go through because they're winding all over the place and and some yeah. you're trying to you know maybe on one rail you're trying to get a bunch of different landscapes and on, on another rail you're trying to hit the most towns and on another rail you might want to be um passing through a bunch of different bodies of water mm -hmm. um and so it's really interesting and it's one of those where there's lots of different cards i think they're double-sided so you're gonna get lots of variety and um and this, it's just a fun, quick game. I don't think it took very well. Ours was a, like a rapid play, but I would say maybe like 40 minutes, 30, yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was our new to collection. I was uh, pretty excited to get my hands on that one because I had, I had fun playing it. And I'm excited to play it with you to, we'll go through the yeah, rules so a little bit actually, slower. Because <laughs> yeah, no. I think you will enjoy it. I, I think I it's think so a, too. Yeah. I enjoy it. I like everything that Osprey Games does. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I will. <clears throat> I just was, um, pardon me, definitely not picking up exactly what I was supposed to be doing there. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, two very different games. Yeah, one gigantor box and one, one little box. box. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think that's uh, enough for our new to the collection because we have three games we want to uh, review here on this episode in our rapid fire reviews. So we're going to head on over to the first game now. Alrighty then, here we are at the first game of our Rapid Fire Reviews segment of this episode, and we should preface this um, set of reviews saying that all three of these games were sent to us from the op. Yes, so thank you very much. So thank you for sending awesome. us the copies, uh, review copies of these games. And that being said, we're going to start off with the first one that we played uh, and this one is, which one, Adam This one is Smash Up, designed by Paul Peterson, art by Rick Hutchinson, Delaney Mamer, and Francisco Rico Torres. Smash Up Disney Edition. Oh, did I miss that? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Disney that's, Edition. That's pretty important to yeah. the game that we played. This is the Disney yeah, Edition. Not the original Smash <laughs> Up, but Smash Up Disney Edition. Yes. So yes, this one is, um, for everyone that's familiar with Smash Up games, uh, this one is just... Every deck in here is a kind of a not just a deck of a, a Disney character, but of a movie, movie like a themed because it's yeah. got like all good guys and bad guys and all sorts of things from one movie, all from yeah. one film. So, for instance, I took I had two decks in this this game, and I paired up uh, the Aladdin deck and the Frozen deck. So I yes. had like Jafar and Aladdin, the genie, uh, even like the the uh, the bad guys, like the. Uh, the guys in the streets chasing Aladdin. Oh, yeah, the guards. The guards, like the city guards. Yeah. And then I also had um, Elsa and Anna and Hans yeah. and uh, so forth on the Swine. other side. <laughs> the most, like, crazy... Diabolical. Diabolical bad guy that you didn't see coming, Hans. But, yeah. <laughs> the first um, time you watched it. Yeah. Well, the that was crazy. What a twist. That guy seemed yes. like such a great guy. I know. And then he was just awful. Like, bam. Yeah, he was, like, willing to kill them to take over the the yeah. kingdom and oh my goodness it was ridiculous. not a not a nice dude no no <laughs> um but yeah so this in this game of smash up <clears throat> you are the whole idea behind it is smashing up two decks together yes to create one deck that you're using to do uh several things here generally there is what do they call them bases yeah laid out and there's different bases there are two from, bases for each each deck yeah, and there's three decks or three bases laid out in front of us between us. Yeah, because we're playing a two-player. So yeah. you always have one extra base than the number of players you have playing. Yeah, so there's all these bases and they're, they're, they are... Uh, well, like there's the Palace at Agrabah. Yeah. And then there's, you know, different things like that. There'll be Elsa's Palace and... Yeah, so the different locations yeah. that come from these different films and those are are making up these bases and each base is worth a certain amount of points that you're trying yeah, to it has its breaking point yeah you're trying to break like take over the base basically yeah using your cards and you get your points from uh different characters you lay out so in the last game we played i was playing um characters from mulan and the nightmare before christmas yes and so <laughs> classic you know you play down jack skellington and he's worth five points and so you can play a character and you can play an action 
Um, but the actions don't give you points. It's just the no. the characters. But they can give you like plus ones to your characters and, and bonuses to your yeah. characters. And they'll give you um, little special things that you can do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're trying to... Uh, it, oh, yeah, go ahead. Like, we're, no, just like... So you have an idea of what we're doing here is these, those three bases are sitting out in front of us and I'm playing cards on one side, you're playing cards on the other side and I could play cards on that base and you might play cards on this base or whatever. And yeah, the total number of... It's the cumulative of like, amount of yeah, points between of both like, players. Like attack points or whatever you want to call it that these cards are worth, like Hans might be worth four and Elsa might be worth three and Aladdin might be worth five. And then you that's kind of funny because there's no way else it would be worth three over Hans. <laughs> no problem. <clears throat> but you, um, yeah, my points on my side are, are adding to your mm-hmm. points. So it's this, this base is slowly being taken over. But you want to be the one whoever to do has it the best. most points. Yeah. Um, that are contributing to taking this base is going to take the most points of the base because each base has three points point totals on it for first second and third place or in our case just first and second place as to who actually gets the points for taking that base and you need to have at least one character in there to be able to score otherwise the other player just gets yeah the 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 gets everything and you get nothing so if you're if someone's going away with it you want to at least throw in a a small character character, because you'll get something then on your turn you basically just out of your hand you have a hand of five cards or something and you um to start yeah you're going to be playing a character down somewhere and a, or an action or yeah. an action card and you can do both or one or the other Yeah, because you might not have a character in yeah. your hand or an action so you might only be able to play one but yeah and you're gonna and then you're gonna end up drawing cards at the end of your turn to fill up your hand but what happens in this game is things get right out of control where <laughs> like everything it, builds on each other you got combos kind of crazy what i found with particularly with uh, the frozen characters was every character I put down made me go and find another character and add it to my hand or mm-hmm. even play a character out, an additional character out for free on that turn. So every time I played um, Sven and, oh, what's the other good guy? He's buddies with Sven. Oh, Sven's the reindeer. Kristoff. Um, Kristoff, yeah. Um, every time I'd play like Kristoff, I could go and get Sven for free. Every time yeah. I play Sven, I could get Kristoff for free. Yeah. And, if they were in the same uh, location, they like doubled their point. And it's not that drastic, but they got extra, yeah. extra points. And then same thing with Elsa and Anna. If you got one or the other, you could go and search for the other one and add them. And then, and you would get like extra actions or things like this. And then all of a sudden, instead of on your turn, uh, you know, on the basic turn, you're just doing one character, one action. But when you start adding <laughs> all these characters together and doing all these things, all of a sudden you're getting more characters, more actions. And then you have to read the actions that the, the bases, bases have. They have a you. bonus usually. And like all these or whatever, you know, because all the different bases do different things. And sometimes they're getting extra actions for this and for that or not. Or you or discard whatever. a card and then get a, get to add extra points yeah. to your characters. and So you're constantly like having to be like, okay, now that I've, okay, I played my one character out, but now I've played them at that location. Yeah. What does that mean? And you have to look and be like, oh, that means that I can do this because I played a character there and it gives mm-hmm. me this bonus and now that i get to do that i get to put on an extra character but yeah, now it, i put out that character it's now saying i if i have that character in this character at the same location now i can do something else yeah and it's like it just constantly builds so like your turn goes from being very very simple to very very complex quite quickly yes especially depending on uh what two factions you have mixed together and that's because the fun of this those things kind of bounce yeah. off each other as well it's fun seeing which which decks work well together yeah it's, they're it's it's they're it's different a lot combinations more complex 
than you would think. Yeah. Um, just judging it from being like a Disney game, you know, it just seems like very like, oh, this should be, you know, fairly family friendly and whatnot. And it is. But my goodness. You need to be able to read pretty well if you're going to play this yeah, game. And yeah. And you don't want to miss something. Because <laughs> yeah. like you don't want to forget something. You kind of have to read through everything to make sure that you have done everything that you're supposed yeah. to do or else you might not, um, you know, get You definitely want to help you... your little along if you're playing with <laughs> with. Them. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't let too <laughs> you wouldn't... young kids play this. No. They're, they're not going, they're going to miss things. They're not going yeah. to do it quite properly. Our oldest being 10, that this is definitely right in his wheelhouse. Yes. Yeah. He could do this for sure. But beyond like younger than that might, you know, you have to do a lot of reading and, yes. and, you know, make sure you don't miss things, but it's kind of a cool concept. And then you're going to 15 points. And then every time you eliminate one base and all the different characters that are hanging out of that base, the base is, uh, base is removed ejected all the characters that were there are sent to the discard piles you grab a new base and then you grab a new base and throw it down there and you see what kind of uh points things you it need, has yeah. you said it's, points it's worth you said it's breaking point power yeah and see like oh is that one that i should run for and and then you're yeah it's just constantly kind of doing a chess match against yeah your opponent we only played this two player and it was like really solid two player it was really like yeah back and forth and trying to outwit each other and try to be like, okay, well, she's going there, obviously trying to get those five points, but then if I just throw a character in there, I'm going to get four. Yeah. And she can do all the work to break it, but I'm still going to get four points. Well, and then I can go over there and do something else at a different base or whatever the case yeah. may be. It's a neat game. Yep. So it's, uh, yeah. That's kind of how it works. Very, very simple game, but just a lot going on because there's a lot, a lot of complexity lot of within it. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of reading to do on the cards to make sure that you're doing what those cards uh can do for you yeah so as far as theme goes does that lend well i think so i think so it's fine and i think this game and it has a ton of different expansions and different yeah areas that it's expanded into and i think that is because this game lends well to a lot of themes you could take you know it, it does and it's not that um, and that's a good thing for this type of game. That's fantastic. Yeah, theme. I think you could throw any any yeah. IP on this, and as long as the the people are making the cards work and, in a thematic way yeah. for certain characters. And I think that for me, the the reason that this works so well thematically is each card you have has a fantastic either like illustration or like. Uh, I think it's basically photo stop from the movies. I want to say most of it is, is pictures. The they're yeah, they're yeah. like images of the movies, and then so you've got the the image there, and then you've got the text on it, and mm-hmm. so you're looking at all the names of the characters, and you're looking at how many points they have, and you're looking at at their cards, and I, I, I felt like I was playing. Mulan, this last one, Mulan, and the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I did feel engrossed in the theme. Yeah, As no, I, was I thought playing. it worked really well. So it's fine. Um, and then uh, we can talk about the artwork. Artwork is pretty it's nice. great. It's yeah, very very Disney. Disney. <laughs> um, and then the components, uh, they're fine. Yeah, it's good good quality card decent stock. Cards, I think. And yeah, and then just that's the what it little is, point just a bunch shits. Of cards. Yeah, and a couple uh, cardboard pieces to host the bases. But it, yeah. I actually like that they kept it fairly simple. Like for the bases, they're nothing fancy. It's just a little oversized card mm-hmm. and you have a little token you put on the breaking point and it didn't, it doesn't need to be anything fancier than that. No, it really isn't. It's, yeah. It's nothing fancy, but it's very just, it just works. Yeah. So yeah, decent. And then, yeah, so do, uh, or the rule book. The rule book, uh, rule book was, was good. Yeah. Yeah. Rule book worked well. You can learn this easy with the rule book. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a very simple game. So, 
Uh, do we recommend it? Sure. I do. Sure. I think it's great. Kids will love this. Families love this. Be uh, fun just playing. Yeah. Beating up your friends playing yeah. this. and yeah. yeah. It's great for, for the target audience is clearly kids, families, right? That's what it's going with, for. With Disney, with the Disney one, yes. With this one, this what this copy, this yeah. Disney copy, yes. So it's um. But yeah. the, but the nice thing with this though is that you can take this Disney edition and you can smash it up with yeah, any other version of the game, any yeah. other different expansion or the original or whatever. You can put any of them together. Yeah. Because they play the same. It's just. Um, it's just the characters you're using. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd recommend this and it's, uh, definitely in that, uh, family weight, um, yeah. type of game. So I think that's enough about smash up Disney edition and we're going to move on over to our second game. then here we are at game number two of our rapid fire reviews and what game is up next Anna-Marie? <laughs> up next we have ven it's a party game from the op obviously um this one i think was designed by the the group that designs a lot of them because they don't have anybody listed um for the designer or the artist right so it's just i think the collective group that does it um i have it here right in front of me yeah, um, you won't find it. Yeah, let's see <laughs> it's not there. Here. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but okay. um, but yeah, Venn is Venn. it's a party game where um, if you don't know the Venn diagram, basically take three circles and overlap them so that you've got three one primary colored circles. Yeah, no, I was just explaining the Venn oh, diagram okay. in general, where you have like you have. Um, three circles that overlap each other. So there's one section in the middle where all three circles intersect. Mm -hmm. And then there are three sections where two of each of the circles intersect. Mm -hmm. And then you've got um, three three sections that are just the plain color. Yep. So um, like you were saying with the colors, the way they have it here, we have a yellow, a pink, and a blue. So when the pink and the yellow overlap, they're going to have orange. When the blue and the green, or blue and the yellow overlap, they're going to have green, green and so on. And the blue and the... Well, it's like a pinky red and gives makes you purple. purple and then just the mishmashy brown mishy in the middle. Brown in the middle there, yeah. <laughs> and um, what you're doing in this game, you can play cooperatively or you can play competitively. And there are um, you have kind of a ruler that is got the numbers one to 12 listed on it. And you have a whole bunch of word cards. So you're going to shuffle up the word cards and each word card has three words on it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to place the uh, four word cards down so that you have 12 words that align beside each of the one to 12 numbers. Yep. And then there are a big, gigantic, a double-sided stack of the, the most ridiculous pictures. They call them... Um, absurdist cards no kidding. in uh on bgg and um every, the, it's just a photo made up of like six random images things. yeah they're yeah. bonkers yeah and uh what you're doing is one person's going to be a clue giver and they're going to have the images in front of them and they have to uh they, they'll take a number card you also have a stack of number cards and each number card is going to have three different numbers on it Mm -hmm. And those numbers are going to correlate to the words you have to get the rest of the people to guess. And yep. so, you know, if the word um, pasta 
was beside number three, you're going to have to try to explain pasta or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to, the clue giver is going to be looking through the images, these wacky, crazy images, and they're going to have to find or try to find an image that represents each word individually. And and they'd place them in yep. like the blue spot, the yellow spot, the, the pink spot. Yeah. So for instance, let's say one of the words that you were trying to get me to guess was wing. Yes. Right. And um, so you'd pick a card from this crazy stack of thing that represented wing in some way, whether it was a bird, a butterfly. Hopefully you'd have you something, know, something like Something along those lines. And you'd throw that down in one of the big sections, the pink, the blue, or the yellow. Yeah. And then that would be, hopefully you'd, I would guess, I would be able to look at that card and see a big eagle on it, you know, and then some kites and buildings. But then the eagle, like, might be fighting uh, a clown. Or yes, something. So exactly. Then, <laughs> so then you have to rely on the secondary um, images. Yes. So, you know, then, um, so let's say you had wing and the other word was happy. Yep. So you'd have hopefully an image that represents wing. And then in the yellow, you'd have an image that would represent happy. Then you have to find an image to place in the orange section that would represent wing, wing and, and happy. happy. <laughs> so maybe something with butterflies and balloons or something (laughs) hopefully that kind of card exists yeah it might but there also the problem with it was there'll be butterflies balloons uh like a spaceship and yeah like a kid shooting a basketball or like there's just like a random thing so so many images so much more difficult than you would think (laughs) but hopefully when you start like getting into the the secondary and then the middle the the tertiary one in the middle there you're going to get Hopefully get to uh, get start some to more. see like the theme. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. Well, both of those have a bird on it. Okay. So <laughs> and the... I'm guessing wing. Then you look at the list of the words and yeah, it would be brutal if two, one of the words was wing and one of the words was bird, bird. and something and that you had fly or you had, yeah. you know, like, it's like, oh my goodness, it happens. which one are they trying to go for here? <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So once you've got all of the individuals and you've got the secondary ones, then you have to try to find one that that portrays all three words that you have. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and you don't know, you can do them in any order you want so you don't have to do the, the single ones first or anything, but nope. yeah. So you're basically just trying to put down the images you think will work. And so the people that are guessing are also trying to get inside the clue giver's head to try to figure out like, what are they thinking here? What would they think of? Um, and, and that's it. And then if you get uh, once as the, uh, you know, they'll decide kind of what three words they think you've chosen and they'll guess three of the 12 words that are face up yep. and they get a point for each word that's guessed correctly and a bonus point point if they get all four or if they get all three, then yeah. they get a bonus point. And the first, uh, if you're playing um, competitively, the first team that kind of gets to 12 points wins yeah um and if you're playing cooperatively you need to get um you have five turns to try to get 12 words guessed correctly um so that's and that's kind of how you play in the in the cooperative version you're supposed to play it on a two-minute timer um we diverted from that because there's no chance we could have gotten any of that done in two minutes to to give your partner a chance (laughs) to figure out what you're trying to to Convey to portray, yeah, it's is like 
you got to be able to search through those cards and like really look at yeah. them. And, you know, with, with two minutes, you just like throwing down random cards. And yeah. would make sense. <laughs> but so, yeah. Yeah. Rule book in this one was great. It was like three pages. Good. So it was really, really easy to follow. And it, it's, yeah, it's a pretty simple game to figure out how to play. Yep. So that was nice. Components, it's, very simple. It's just yeah. these plastic masks. Discs, yeah, masks. Round circle <sighs> things that lay on top of each other that are translucent. Um, and then, oh, the that carp. was a much better word. I was going to say iridescent and translucent is definitely the, I think the word that they're is the right word. It is 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, the cards are just awesome. Like the, well, the cards themselves are fine, but then the artwork is yes. just like absolutely crazy. There's just one photo. I put it on Twitter. You can see it there. Uh, it's one of my favorite from the whole thing was this, um, sheep oh, and you're so standing funny. on the pillow. Yeah. Like on his back legs, standing up, and he was eating a bowl of like macaroni, and <laughs> and he was in like a field of wildflowers. Yeah, and there was like crows flying <laughs> All around over or something. Was like, what is going on in this picture? <laughs> it's hilarious, and I don't remember what that card I used. I used it for something. You was did pleasant, pleasant and, and confused. Or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Confusion, yeah. confusion, and pleasant yeah. were the two words I was trying to guess for that one. <laughs> But yeah, the photos are fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they came up with this. I don't know if a computer like algorithm just threw these yeah, together I don't know. or something. I, I'm guessing that might be the case. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty funny. So, um, do we recommend it? Oh, certainly, certainly recommend that. This is one, this is a fun one. This is a. This is a. It's kind of unique, but also similar to a lot of games out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but I did really like what was going on here, particularly because I did like the artwork of these cards and then just really trying to find something on one of these cards that works for what you're trying to think yeah, and what you th- hope that your partner will be able to see. Just, I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was a lot of fun. Even at two player, I thought it was fun. Just I me did too. trying to get you to guess and you trying to get me to guess. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was cool. I would say, um, I think that this game will play best if you're doing um, competitive, yeah, like competitive if you have two teams, teams think, right? um, but if you are doing it cooperatively, I would say almost take the timer out uh, yeah. because that's kind of crazy. Now, I know I understand the reason for the timer, though, because if you have somebody like this, I can see if you didn't use the timer, somebody could get really lost in trying to find the perfect images. Yeah. So you'd have to make sure that they, so like a timer would work in those scenarios where you have somebody who's yeah, it, taking yeah. a long time. So two minutes is too short. Yes. But then there's also a You don't want to drag on for 10 minutes time, right? trying to find I'd it. I'd say that you want like three, four minutes. To figure it out. Kind of. Yeah. So you can adjust the rules, but I think, yeah. I think this game, short, yeah, this game shines more as the, uh, just, um, yeah, just trying to figure it out. Party game, yeah, with a couple teams of two or three people on either side. That that would be really good. Yeah, I. You know what though? Like, if you had even if you had the five or six people and you had one person doing it and like five or six guessing together, I think that would that would yeah. be really good too. But, I'm sure it would be. But yeah, I I think this game was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I really liked it. it Interesting was, uh... to to see what people are thinking when they're picking the pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool spin on a similar thing that we've seen over the last few years with, with art and that trying to, mm-hmm. trying to get each other to guess. Kind of like pictures is a little bit like that. And yeah. Right. This one, just an interesting way of trying to connect them. I, I don't yeah. know. I liked it. It I also, it, it also kind of reminded me of so Clover in how the things kind of connected. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's see, it's got a few kind of 
similar bits of like, uh, different games things yeah bits and pieces of other games yeah put together i like it a lot though it was good i liked it yeah so um yeah vin definitely recommend it if you like this type of thing you like soul clover and you like um uh, pictures things like that definitely up your alley go grab this one so that's enough about Ven. We have one more game to talk about, and we will talk about it right after this. Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at the third game of our Rapid Fire Reviews. And what game are we talking about, Anne-Marie? Our last game that we're going to speak about is Mountains Out of Mole Hills, designed by Jim DiCamillo and Patrick Marino, art by Elena Munoz, and published again by The Op. Yes, the op. Um, oh yeah, mountains out of molehills. This one is a unique one. Yeah, for sure. This is Definitely. one of the more unique games I played in a little while. Um, so the theme of this one is that you are a mole, a mole <laughs> underground, and you are digging around underground, and you're you're pushing up dirt up top and creating molehills. Yeah, you're like a, you're traveling. The moles have traveled from all over the world to compete in the annual mountain maker tournament. Yes. <laughs> so that's what they're doing. They're digging around and pushing dirt up. Yep. Is really what's going on here. And yeah, so the setup of this game is pretty crazy. So you, when you're putting this, the board together, you actually have to use the box. Which I love. I mm -hmm. love when games do that. The actual box from the game itself. So you have to take all the components out of the box. And then you have to put a board kind of like on top of the insert mm -hmm. uh, inside. And it's two-sided. There's a two-player uh, side of the board. And then there's a three and four-player side of the right. board. And we played two. So you have the two-player side facing up. And then you have to stick these four um, corner uh like column pieces, yeah, pillars, yeah. On the four corners of the box. And then you have to put another board up on top of those pillars that raises up about six, eight inches off the, uh, off the, what I would say, the top of the box. And then you got another board sitting up on top of there. And you have to match it to be the same as the one below. And it looks, kind of orient it the same way. It looks like a miniature Hell in a Cell. Yeah. <laughs> from wrestling it does look like a wrestling <laughs> ring it really does you're right a wrestling ring with the the cage with the, on top the cage top yeah. on top yeah and then you you each take a that's funny to think about <clears throat> um <laughs> you each take yourself a mole um standee and they're acrylic yes standees, they are and you place it in the bottom side so you have to picture that this is kind of representing the moles being underground yes 
so there's the the two layers to this. They're moving around underground and it's affecting the, they're moving around underground on the bottom board and it's affecting what's going on on the top board. Yes. And um, yeah, so you each have a, a mole and you take all the dirt kind of things. Yeah, I think you've got like a, there's an orange and green. Orange, green, cream, and gray. So it's like rocks and grass and dirt and, and you know. Ice cream. Straw. Yeah, ice cream. <laughs> and uh, and vanilla ice cream. And then, uh, yeah, you take you take your colored, uh, yeah, your, your dirt. And then you take... Um, there's a big deck of cards, and you got to shuffle mm-hmm. them up. you got to shuffle ba- them real well. Yes, because if you don't, it can be a bit of a pain mm-hmm. for this game. So you mm-hmm. want this to be Who really, really, deck? really okay. shuffled. <laughs> um, and what you're going to do is you're going to draft out your hand for each round. This round takes... Or this game play, takes place over five... Six rounds. Six rounds, yeah. And, um, yeah, you're going to draft out cards. So for a two-player game, it was... Ten cards go out. Ten cards. And then uh, they go face up, and then the first player picks one, then the second player picks one. You do that until you each have four Four. cards in your hand, and then the two that are left just go in a discard pile. Yeah, and the cards are going to have basically your movements... And direction. And your direction of what what your your mole mole is going to be doing underground. Mm -hmm. And then you have to preset them so there'll be ones that go turning and move one space or go straight three spaces and do a U-turn. And, and there'll be there'll be rocks. And yeah, then there's they'll... a stone you can kind of put in there that kind of gets in the way and yep. makes you have to, or kind of fiddles with how you move underground. And then there's one where you can like push up a hill. Yeah, you can poke you your can head up. You can poke your head up to see what's going on up there. Yeah, and it knocks things over up top. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're going to draft out your four cards and then you are going to have to set them in a certain order right. that they're going to be revealed in. So you have to pre-program, uh, where your mole, mole is, gonna is move. going to move underground. And then you have to be thinking about what the other player is pre-planning as well. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know? it's not really worth trying to, no. to think about what they're up to. You just kind of have to just do your thing. And what happens is as you move your mole around. So on my turn, I'd flip over the top card, right? Yeah. Say I went first. And it would say, move forward three spaces from wherever your mole is, is currently looking. Yes. And you'd move them down on the bottom board three spaces. And up top, it's going to manipulate uh, the ground. The ground. Because for every place he moves, it's going to push up dirt of yes. your color up top. And what you would have to do is place... Um, if there was no dirt in those areas, you just place one of your dirt cubes on each of those spots. Yes. But if there was already dirt on one of those spots, your dirt would then push up underneath the dirt that's already there and click onto the bottom. And they stack the, on nice, like yeah, Lego stick on kind really of. Nicely. And it'll push up all the dirt. So your dirt, the new dirt is always on the bottom. Yes. And that's all that you do. And then you would do one and you would move your mole a few spaces and push some dirt up. And we'd do this back and forth until we were each had four turns in one or four. You play your four cards in one turn. And that would be the end of the round. The round. And then you have to score. So then you then you take a look and every round there's going to be a specific number, um, a specific height that the the mountains can be before they topple. Yes. And so in the first in the first round you can have a max height of two cubes, two dirt yes. cubes. Um so if you at the end when you're going to the scoring you have to take a look and see okay are any um are any 
Or is no, that after every turn? You do it after every movement. After every movement. So yeah. if you ever had any towers that were any mountains that were larger than two cubes, you would get to topple it. And when you topple it, whoever's turn it was that caused the mountain to go above that the, above that height, then they decide which direction it topples in. Yep. And they're going to um, starting from the bottom, they would take off the bottom cube and put it back where it was. Then they would take the next lowest cube and put it uh, on uh, on top of the cube in the next in section. Whatever row it was. Yeah, whichever way it toppled. Yes. If there was no dirt there, then it would just go on the ground. Yep. And then you would do that until there are no cubes left. If it toppled and it, you know, there was only one spot for it to topple into, and let's say it was four high. Two of the cubes would just go off the board. Yep. So, and if it were to topple onto a stack that's in this in this instance already had two mm-hmm. um, dirt cubes on it, and you toppled the third one on top, then after you've finished off this topple, then you have to go to that one and yes. make it topple, and you get to yes. choose which direction it goes to, and it kind of kind of becomes this like chain reaction of dirt flopping and flying all over the place. <laughs> toppling everywhere. Yeah, and then so once the, all the toppling and all the moving is done for the round, you, you figure out um, who has what points, and the, how do you know that? It's by, if you are the colored sand on the bottom of what each uh, mountain, yes, you get that whole stack. So I could have one red cube on the bottom and you could have three green on top. And you're going to score four. four points for that yes. at the end of the round. And that's what you do. You just count them all up to see how, how many points everyone has. And you move on to the second round. You do the same thing. You find mm-hmm. out um, whoever has the most points can still be first player or they can not if they don't want to. Yeah, they get um, to choose. Yeah. And then you move to the second round and you draft out your cards the same way. Your mountains can be a little bit taller. Yeah, and then your mountains have a, a taller limit for the second and third round. And then in the fourth and fifth round, they have a higher limit. And then into the sixth round, they have the top limit of five. Yes. And you just do the same thing over and over again. And these mountains start to get taller and taller and toppling and moving around. And, yeah. And then at the very end, you see, because you're scoring every round. Yeah. And then and you add see, up all like, the If I had two or three good rounds in a row, you know, I'm doing really well. And then you're like, oh, I got to really make sure that my yeah. last round counts. And yeah, it's really interesting. This one's it's super a, interesting. a very, very strange, like, uh, concept for a game. But I, I really like the dig idea it? of it can you say you i dig, dig it? it yeah <laughs> yeah i dig it i dig this game um so that being said yeah okay theme does come through pretty well absolutely yeah for what they're trying to do You're like digging up dirt yeah i mean i don't it. know how else you do this to make this as thematic as they oh, have yeah. because the, i mean the moles are physically underneath, underneath? The board yeah so it, Underground. it really works really well that way. So the theme, yeah, lends well, really well to what's going on here. Um, the components are great. Awesome. Using the box, adding the pillars, having the two boards, moles below and the dirt on top. The dirt and, stacks really nicely. It's and the soft. Dirt, yeah, they yeah. Stack, they stack really, really well. They're very satisfying to stick together because they're kind of soft. Um, yeah. And they just, yeah, they, they, they stick in to each other really, really well. And um, the acrylic standees are they're really fantastic. Nice. Mm-hmm. They're so nice. They're yep. the um, the kind of standees that like you wouldn't 
You almost wouldn't want a miniature because they're so colorful and so vibrant. They look fantastic. Yeah, I really like them. They look the really good. The dice is nice. The cards are nice. Um, the board itself is really cool and mm-hmm. and unique. I really, really like it. Um, artwork, there's not a ton. No, it's basically um, the standees. Yeah, it's they're... basically the artwork on the standees. Yeah, the, right. the cards just have direction. It's nicely put mm-hmm. on, but it's not So the artwork is not really much to speak of. Except yeah. for the standees, and they look great. They look fantastic. Um, and then the, the rule book. Uh, I was able to learn this one uh, from the rule book for the most part, but I did watch, there was a Rodney video out there, so I mean, yeah. why don't you watch that? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the rule book is fine. Um, nothing too crazy there. Um, so does it comes down to whether or not we recommend this game. I recommend this game. I definitely do. This is. A, I think it's awesome. <laughs> this is... This is, this is better than i anticipated yeah i thought it was gonna be just i don't don't know what i was expecting honestly it's so unique it is unique and it got me thinking about like this concept of of, of the below board and the top board and what you do below affecting the top got me thinking about like got my brain moving on like if you did this with a more elaborate game bigger scaled game I don't know what you do with a theme or whatever, but just the idea of moving things below that are affecting things on top. Yeah, so, I just, so neat. I don't know what you could do with it, but I think this this whole concept could be lent to something yeah. cr- crazy, where it's like very elaborate, where this is a very simple uh, yeah. family style game. Um, but I just feel like this is a neat idea, a really cool concept that could be could really go far if you if you. Yeah, it with something really crazy. Yeah, but it works really well here. Um, I like oh, yeah. it a lot. I think our kids are gonna love this one. They haven't yes. played it yet, but definitely, I think, I think really gonna like this one. I think kids might need some help with directions, like with direction, I should say, or maybe not the kids. Maybe, maybe it was just I think me. It was more just you. Maybe it was just me yeah. that needed help with the direction of the cards. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's easy enough to help. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> All right. If they have any question, like if I played this, what way would you turn? You can show them. Yeah. Um, but it's great. Uh, yeah. I liked I, it. I it was neat. It was very it. unique. Um, certainly, yeah. Like I said earlier, one of the more unique games I've played in a long time, just as far as how it works and and they'll love the toppling and, and yeah, how great. that works and it's really cool. Um, yeah, I like this one a lot. This one surprised me. I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, and I'd just be very curious to see this concept used more in, in, a, in just different. a more big, elaborate way. Yeah. Um, don't know what that would be but yeah somebody out there will do it i'm, yeah. I'm sure of it <laughs> but yeah i like this one do i do recommend it again i recommend it for family uh type yeah situations um yeah and yeah it's just it's it's a perfect kind of family game is exactly Absolutely. what this is so if that sounds cool to you go get it check it it's out fun it's a good one um so i guess that is the end of our latest rapid fire review episode pretty impressed with us i think that's two episodes in three in days three days yeah and we've got a bunch we more actually to go. stuck to what we said we, we were gonna do yep. look at us go i'm not sure what we we've divided up our games that we really want to play into little piles yes. beside our table here but like this one will have its own yeah. episode for the most part and yeah because we'll they'll, they'll be either together. more in-depth ones and yeah yeah and, so and I forth. think that uh, we're not even going to say what we're going to play next because I want to keep our, our role going with uh, actually doing it. So I don't yeah. want to say we're going to do a game and then don't get it. But... When we're done here, I might throw a poll up on Twitter. Yeah, maybe. Of like this one or this one. What do you think? And see uh, 
just get like 10 or 20 votes and see what yeah <laughs> what uh what people want to see or hear i suppose um but yeah i think that's the end we'll call that an episode and you can find us on twitter as i just mentioned at meeple dungeon youtube the meeple dungeon our email is the meeple dungeon at gmail.com and that's it for this week so we will well not this week that's uh, that's not it that's for this it week for today we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll be probably we'll be back a couple days two three days we'll have another one okay yeah. so we will see you then cheers have a great week everyone bye bye